welcome to Light in the Dark Podcast. I am your host, Lady B. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to stress the words trigger warning. Topics discussed today may be triggering to some. You have been warned. Also, neither I nor the guest are licensed therapists, psychologists, counselors, etc. We are only sharing our experiences and or testimonies. If you need a licensed therapist, psychologist, counselor, etc., please, 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 please seek a licensed therapist, psychologist, counselor, etc. There is no shame in getting your mental health together. I repeat, there is no shame in getting your mental health together. Now on that note, let's start the show. Today I have with me Kelvin. Today's topics are going to be suicidal tendencies, depression, and Jesus. Uh, We as women, we are more likely to talk about our issues or the things that we go through. Um, Men, especially African-American men, are taught at a very young age to suppress their feelings, not show emotions. Um, And we need to correct that because it is not healthy at all. But I understand that, you know, previous generations teach younger generations and that's what they was taught. Um, But I feel like, hey, we need to change it. So... I am excited to have you on here today, Kelvin. It is nice. I'm super excited, actually. I'm so glad to be here, Lady B. Thank you for having me on today. I know you're going to bless us today. I know that having a man talk about sensitive topics, talk about trauma and healing, I know that's going to bless some people. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it as well. Um, because we all go through a lot of things and, and, and especially us as black African-American men, we're taught to not cry, hold things in. But when we internalize all those things, we, we, we turn into 40 year old, 13 year old, because we're still dealing with some, some past traumas that we haven't dealt with. Let those things go. Now, I'm going to turn it back over to Lady B before I get the preaching. I'm, I want to follow <laughs> protocol before I jump into my sermon. <laughs> if the spirit leads you into preaching, then by all means, let me step out the way. <laughs> Man. But yeah, depression. Like, I kind of want to talk about that first and like your experience with depression. My darkest hour, you know, was back in 2017. Um, I had an opportunity to to be a caregiver for one of my good friends and, and my brother. 28 years old, only child of his mother. I saw an opportunity where God called me to, to go see about my brother. And I promised him I would never leave his side from the day that he was diagnosed to the day he took his dying breath. I was there. His death didn't too much affect me so much. It hurt. It did. But it was the things that occurred afterwards that, that forever sent me into the darkest place I have ever been in my life. You know, sometimes we, we give so much of ourselves without expecting anything. But when we do those things to people and for people, we do it out the kindness of our heart. But everybody that you're, you're trying to help, be mindful that, that you can only give so much because some people are gonna take so much away from you and, and drain you to the point where you feel like, why did I do all of these things to still be hurt by the same people that you tried to help? I'm not gonna go into too much detail about about the whole situation because it's still sensitive. Even though I I feel like I forgave that person, it still hurts. 
I was in such a dark place where I wrote my own funeral. Oh, wow. My obituary, everything. Being a veteran, I have all my paperwork for my family to sign and date. Don't have to pay for anything. Don't have to, don't have to pick out anything. All you have to do is follow my guidelines and what I have written down. That's how dark of a place depression sent me. But God sent me back to a place I never thought that I would come back and was able to, to lead me out of the darkness into some light. And it was a couple of people that I ended up telling them later on, I said, you helped save my life. And it was like, how? I said, because every time I ran into you, I was sad and I was on my way to go do some things to myself. But God sent you every time in my direction to smile and hug me and tell me you love me. And every time you showed up, that depression went away. And every time it came back, it seemed like you was right there, but you never knew the whole time. You helped save my life. And, and for us men that are listening, and even women, boys and girls, whoever's listening out there, don't be afraid of the dark. Because sometimes darkness is actually where we'll begin to see our light. Because now we're not focusing on everything that's around us and what's going on. And we focus on how we're going to get out. And we have no choice but to depend and rely on the light, which is the S-O-N. And because of my faith and my belief, I was able to pull myself out the darkest of the darkest. And now I'm literally sitting in the light. That's my story about depression. That is a blessing right there, that he sent people along at the right time to bring you out. And every single time you went into depression, he brought somebody to bring you right on out of it. Yes. And, 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 and it's always a person that you would never expect to show up. <laughs> you know, that's you why right. they, that's why I say treat everybody right because you never know when you're entertaining, you know, your angel. From the homeless man that's sitting outside the corner store begging for food or the prostitute walking down the street, that could be your angel. Because we tend to forget that God didn't choose to hang around perfect people. He's selecting imperfect people. And that's why I, I just treat everybody that I kind of, you know, like they are, a human being. Because we don't know what they're going through. And just by us being kind to them, just may brighten up their day and very well save their life. Because depression is real. And a lot of people that we see on these street corners, we forget that they were once husbands, wives, businesswomen, men, employed just like we are had a house, had a car, have a family, but life stepped in and took over. They're in their dark place and you're in your light place. So why can't you share some of your light to help them get a little bit of glimpse of hope? You could be that light in somebody's dark place. So don't ever miss out on the opportunity to shine your light. I was about to say, let's pass the collection plate. Mm. Oh, I got to calm down from that one. All right, so your suicidal tendencies, though, like what caused you to even think about suicide or even attempt it? Because I'm not really sure what you did, but, you know, what caused you to go that route? When they say out of mind is the devil's playground, it really is. Every opportunity that I got to be by myself, I allowed the devil to win. Even though there were devils on the outside talking to me, that didn't get to me. 
It was the devils that were inside of my mind that almost won that battle. Now, anybody that know me, know me as a motivator, an inspirator. I'm always encouraging people. I'm always trying to pour into people, but they fail to realize that my vessel get empty too, that I have poured so much of myself into them that I had nothing left for myself. I couldn't even replenish myself. So when you get to that point of emptiness in your life where life just doesn't even matter anymore, I didn't care about who it hurt. I didn't care about who it affected because at my moment of darkness, I just wanted to be made unavailable to people. And I felt like by, you know, committing suicide and, and ridding myself from this earth, from this world, that that would make me unavailable to people. But God, but God. you know, I, I made a decision to, to pack up my bags and come back to my hometown with the thoughts of coming back home to commit suicide so my family wouldn't have to, to get a phone call or, or be looking for me for Lord knows how long. Oh. I was going to come back and do it so you can find me. But God, when I tell you, God will always step in and change your story. Yes, Lord. Because we always trying to, to take the pen and erase what he already has made permanent. No matter how much white out, eraser, that you try to apply for what he has always written, what he has written will always stand. And I'm so glad that he didn't give me the pen. <laughs> because if I would have written my life story, it would have already ended. But because I allowed God to take lead and lead me to where I needed to go to find my healing, he's continued to write my story. And he said, your ending is not yet. Amen. Because I'm still changing your story. Everything that you have asked me for, most of it I already planted. And you have already started reaping some of that harvest. And I have. And I just thank God that you wanted to, I wanted to make myself unavailable. And I did, but not the way I wanted to. He made myself unavailable to people that were taking advantage of my availability mm. and removed me and placed me into a place where people that, that needed my availability. Hmm. Boy, boy, boy. God says another plans I have for you. I'm telling you. His word should not return to him void. At all. And I tell you, y'all, ever since that moment he directed me into this particular church in my hometown of Paris, Texas, I will call the name because I'm proud of where I go. Paris New Generation Baptist Church under the leadership of Pastor Shannon McGuire in the little old town of Paris, Texas. Come down and visit us one time, y'all down in the little old city of Paris, Texas, <laughs> where, we're, where we're into what God is up to. That place changed my life because... I will go to one church with my mother and I will leave that church and go to there. It was like, it was a magnet and I had the other end of the magnet. So even though I may have drove past it, I would drove past it for a minute, but I came right back. And I have never left since I joined that church over a year and a half ago. And God has just been doing marvelous things with me, for me, through me, for, you know, my place of worship under my pastor and his leadership. So I just thank God for making me unavailable, but available to those that really need it. 
my availability. And so we all can overcome whatever we're going through in our life. I'm not saying that we won't ever get in a dark place, but I want to remind you when you step into that dark place, always know that if you keep moving forward, even if you have to move forward in tears, if you have, even if you're moving forward doubting God, you just keep moving forward. Because I can tell you right now, it's not one perfect Christian. It's not one perfect person. And if it is, they're lying to you. Yeah. Because we have all questioned God in some shape, form, or fashion. Because I know I have. Me too. I even cursed at him before. Because I'm mad. He knows me. He knows I'm an imperfect person. He knows where my limits are. And he knows that I'm going to get upset at him sometimes. But I come back and apologize and repent for it. Because even though... I did, it all, did all those things going through my darkness. He still brought me out of the light, into the light. Yes, Lord. Because even though I doubted him, cursed him, and said all those things that I said, while, but I kept walking. I kept trusting him. So long, even though I did all those things, he still pushed me forward. He still kept me even when I didn't even want to be kept. Oh, we did that too. That kept me too. Several times. <laughs> man, oh, man. Yeah, one day. Yes, I remember, uh, you know, I used to say that I turned my back on God, but he never turned his back on me. Like I had walked away from him, but he never walked away from me. And when I came back, he was waiting with open arms. Yes, he was. And, and the best thing about it, he's omnipotent. He's everywhere. So even when you turn your back, you still got to face him. <laughs> so no matter where you turn, Ooh. he's going to always be there. Oh, you're right. You can turn your back on them, but you're still going to have to face them. Oh, you're right. That just gave me, oh, okay. Hmm. Ooh, you're right. Good love. Do we have any more topics before I close out with, with my little mini list? Oh, hold on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> God is oh. good, Amy. Yes. I got to thinking about earlier when you stated, you know, you were pouring and pouring and pouring out from yourself to other people and yet you were being emptied and there was no one there to replenish you. And I think that's that's something that we have to realize when it comes to people because we're like, we're as people, you know, some of us are very selfish and we don't think about the person that's taking their time to help us mm. with whatever the situation is. You know, they, they give out, give out and give out, but who's giving to them? That's it. Who's replenishing them? That's it. And, you know, sometimes we need to just stop and be like, you know what, instead of you helping me, how can I help you? Like, how are you today? But most of the time we don't do that. And I feel like, you know, we need to change that too. It's not all about us. That's it. And, and I was telling one of my friends one day, I said, sometimes I get tired of being deemed the, the strong tower. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all put so much on me to the point where if I begin to get weak because you didn't pour back into me, then how am I going to keep lifting everything up? Because I'm the strong tower. I have to keep lifting it up. So if you keep destroying me by not uplifting me and you're neglecting me, then, then what's going to happen? Eventually, your strong tower is going to crumble. And you're not going to be able to repair the damage because that damage could even mean death. At some in some instances, you, you can't put no uh, what they call it that gorilla glue on it and think it's gonna <laughs> bound back together and be strong. 
it, you may be able to wrap something around it, but it's still crumbled. It's still broken because any little wrong touch can send it crumbling. Sure. So take care of, as I call them, your life givers. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, why did you even give me this gift? Because it's a blessing and it's also a curse sometimes. Because it's like sometimes, God, I just don't want to be bothered with people. I don't care about your problem. I got my own problems to deal with. Lord, send somebody to come see about me sometimes. <laughs> Quit always trying to send me. That's how I feel sometimes. I'm real about it. I'm not going to pretend like, you know, God is good. Yes, he is. But we also human. We don't ever feel bad about getting upset, getting hurt, you know, being depressed and having all these thoughts. Get angry. Get mad, whatever. Because one thing I realized is once I got all of that out of my system, you start feeling a little bit better. Because yeah. <laughs> you're releasing some things that God, that's why God didn't punish you. Because you was holding all that toxicity in you and he needed you to release it. So he had to put you under pressure so you can get to the point where you can release those things. Even if you had to curse and, and curse somebody out and did some other little things along the way. That's some stuff he needed to be out, brought out of you. So now that he, you can make room for him to put some things in you to replace all those things that, that you have bottled inside of you, release those things, people. That's, that's my word for you is to release it. Whatever it is, whatever your it is, release it. And when you release it, don't try to run out there and catch it. That's what we do, too. And, th and th that's... <laughs> And then you're wondering why you, you continue to go into yeah. a, a, a cycle over and over. But Lord, dang, like, can I get a break? Can I win? <laughs> yeah. You won. And then you lost because you went back and got what I released from. Let it go. Let it go. I don't care how long these people have been in your life. I don't care if y'all change each other's diet. Sometimes you got to cut the umbilical cord and release yourself from that person because they are hindering you from moving to your next level Ooh. because you know what you're capable of doing, but you don't want to move on to your next because that person's not prepared, but you prepared. That assignment ain't for them. Everybody for can't you. Know. They can. You have to go off and plant roots somewhere else. Now, not saying that that person can't join you later on, because that could be a, a, another extension of your assignment, but it's just not yet. God prepared you for that moment, and, and, and he had to send you away, so now they can deal with what he detached from you. Mm. Because while y'all was together, you couldn't accomplish it, but he had to separate you for you to get it right. No. So don't worry about detachments because detachments are not always permanent. It could be temporary and it can be for your good. If you just stand still, be patient and trust his word, his doing and his timing, whether it's one year from now or 10 years from now, you be patient because I guarantee you within a year's time, you're going to be able to look back and see some progress that you have made. Little Ron Ron and Little John John was bad as I don't know what. But because God allowed that separation between you two, you both began to realize the value mm. that was inside the other person that you mm. now miss, that you didn't appreciate it 
why you had them in front of you. So he had to separate you in order for you to be able to see it. Ooh, preach on it. And realize the gift that he has actually put in your life. But he had to separate it from you in order for you to see what blessings that you can either mess up and lose it, or you can remain steadfast and trust his word. And he will rejoin you and reunite you back at his time. Not ours. Don't mess up the process by trying to reconnect to things and people and places just because it's good for Shantae over here. That's Shantae's world. That's not your world. She can function there. You can't function there. That's why he removed you from that set and that environment. You said Jesus. They put open and closed signs on on business door for a reason. It may be open for them, but it's closed for you. Just because you see them walking in and and it says closed for you, but they still walked in that building. It was open for them, but it was closed to you. When you looked at it, you saw the closed sign. But when they looked at it, they saw open. 24-7, we have availability. Vacancy is here for you but it wasn't for you. Quit trying to walk in doors that are meant for somebody else. Lord, have mercy. Quit trying to change the sign to benefit you. That's how you miss out on your blessing. Mm. Because we're too busy trying to worry about somebody else's assignment when we need to be studying for our own test. Say that again for the people in the back who didn't hear. Oh, Jesus. Pay attention to your own assignment. Quit worrying about my test. (laughs) There you go. Because you can't cheat off of what, what's on my paper. Because the, the questions and the answers that's on my paper were designed for my situation. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You, you, you notice they don't make just one test. They make test A, test B, test C, and et cetera, et cetera. And they all come at different levels. You ain't at my level, baby. <laughs> Jesus. Quit trying to study my assignment because it ain't for you. It's not for you. Study what's in your pamphlet, what's in your booklet. God already created that for you. You'll pass the test. He already made that plain and clear. You're going to pass the test if you do the work. There you go. I can't be focused and worried about what Lady B is doing because our assignments are different. You know, there you go. We we <laughs> just pay attention to your own assignment, <laughs> 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 and, and make sure you put your first, last, and middle name where it says name and, and date it. Yes, so we know if that if that door get lost, that assignment get lost, we know who to return it to because we don't want it. <sighs> we don't want it. Oh, you preaching? Put your name on it, date it, sign it. Hey, I'm a notary. I even notarize it for oh, you. Make it a little more official. Oh. <laughs> I even pray over for you Ooh. and anoint it for you. Ooh. Because it's assigned to you. That's your and test. Only you. Yes, Lord. Only you. Yes. That's your test. God made modifications and arranged some things to make you qualify. Mm. Quit looking at those descriptions and counting, your, and counting yourself out before you apply. Somebody needed to hear that today. Y'all been looking at this job that you've been wanting and because it says that you need it in a social degree, but you only got your GED 
still apply. Because even though a person may step in that room that may have a bachelor's degree and you barely holding on to your, your GED, but because they had a big gap and an unexplainable gap in their resume that they couldn't account for. But when they looked at your work history, you've been on your job for six plus years, no gaps. But the other person that walked in that was more qualified, but lacked the work history, it bumped you up and made you the top candidate. And you got interviewed and you got hired and they got denied. Don't count yourself out, people. Let God qualify you. Quit doubting yourself. Apply. Even if you do get a, a denial email, it, 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 it don't necessarily take it as that you wouldn't qualify. That just wasn't the place you needed to be. Because again, you may have applied for that position out of wants, but out of, not of, out of a necessity because you really needed it. For those that still trying to wonder about what, what I'm talking about, you know how we get. Our boss get on our nerves and I ain't want to work here no more. This, I'm tired of y'all such and such over here. I don't want to cuss, but you know. <laughs> and you get online, you find a job, and you're like, I'm all blind. I'm tired of them. And you get that good old email. Sorry, we found another candidate that was more qualified, but thank you for applying. <laughs> God said, you're trying to run away from something. I'm trying to help you get mm. together. Mm. I, I need you where you at. Yep. Because diamonds don't get formed without being put under pressure. Because <laughs> I need you to shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> oh, Lady B, let me turn this back over to you real before I keep going and going. <laughs> I was thinking about when you was talking about, you know, even if they're not qualified, you know, putting that application anyway. Yeah. And I kept thinking, you know. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies mm. the call. Qualified the call. Uh, he already on qualified job. <laughs> tell him again. Tell him again. Tell him again. He has already qualified job. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, walk into it and walk into it with confidence. My nephew sent me a picture the other day. Suit it up. I said, that's what I'm talking about. OG. Like I'm GQ, OG. I mean, he was fly, suit tie. What young men, not too many 21, 22 year olds rocking suits at all. They rocking baggy jeans for some reason. Yeah, you, you, you seeing the ashy knees and the, the dirty behind. But to see a young man, 22 year old, that's looking for a future. Yes. And he dressed next. He said, Uncle, you taught me this. I said, What did I teach you, son? You taught me next level thinking. He said, just because you got in the door at the entry-level position, you dress and act according to the position that you really out. Yes, Lord. Because, ooh. Oh, no, stop. Keep going. Let the Lord use you. When you think next level, I'm not worrying about what the dishwasher job that I'm currently in and the people around me are doing. I'm busting suds, but I'm in a two-piece suit because I'm thinking next level. Yes. They're like, you're crazy. Why would you walk around and mess up a good suit just to come in here and bust some suds in a nice suit? Because I'm thinking next level. But where are you going to go from being a dishwasher and you talking about you want this VP position? 
how you gonna do that? Keep watching. <laughs> That's the stage that most of us are in right now is that keep watching stage. And when you're in that keep watching stage, there are gonna be people that are gonna be in your ear. Yeah. They're gonna try to, to put down in your mind and tell you that you're dumb, you're stupid, why are you doing these things? You don't have the qualifications and, and things like that to make it to that level that you're trying to get to. Keyword, where you trying to go, that person's too afraid of it. Exactly. Don't let somebody talk you out your journey. You choose your own path. You follow the GPS that's before you. G-O-D. That's my GPS. Where he leads me, that's where I'm going to follow. I don't spend too many years listening to the crowd and let the life in, in, in the world direct me in all these different places. But God had to turn my compass to a different direction. That no matter what I try to do to, to change it, I still end up going in the same path because <laughs> you might make a left and try to go this way, but I'm going to reroute you. <laughs> exactly. Take a little detour. put you it. right back. Yep. Where you need to go. You may have to go 50 miles out your way, but you're going to end back on that road and get to the destination that we put in your GPS system. And that's where most of us are at right now is that we went and veered and went down a different path that God wanted us to go, but don't give up because when he put it in the GPS system, it's a destination that you're going to get to. You just keep driving. You just keep moving. You just keep going and, 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 and start listening because I know you're in a place right now where it's chaos and, and, and you hear what JoJo's saying, you hear what uh, little Tay Tay's saying, you got your kids, your baby mamas and whatever else amas going on in your universe. But when that GPS system said, turn right in 300 feet, you turn right. Start following the direction because every time you turn and go the opposite of the direction, it's going to say rerouting you. Yeah, I'm going to new. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. But where does it always lead you? Back to the road that you veered off of to get you to that destination that you're trying to get to. So no matter if you veer off, God is going to redirect you. You just stay steady on the wheel. Sometimes you may have to call on them to take Jesus, take the wheel. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you need. You just keep holding on to that wheel and keep driving whenever it tells you to go. Even if you get lost along the way, it's going to reroute you. Yep. Just stay connected with him. You will never lose your signal. Quit going horizontal and, and stay focused, vertical. That's where he is. That's your connection. I remember mm. telling somebody, you know, God has ordered out steps, but it's up to us to follow. That's it. And even when you do veer off, yes, a detour is coming because he's. Yeah, it is. Have you go where he wants you to go? I mean, look at Jonah. Yeah. Up in <laughs> God is going to have you where he wants you. Yes. It's, it's, it's bigger than you. It and, is. and we tend to be selfish and think it's about us, but God has a plan that's bigger than, than me, bigger than you. Man, that's it why is. you're still here. That's why I'm still here. God has a plan. He does. I tell, I tell my little, my 14 year old that's, God has blessed to be in my life. 
I tell them all the time, we sit down and we have serious conversation because, you know, we we experience some of the same things with depression, suicide uh, tendencies and um, low self-esteem. I, you know, I, even though I was a dark place and all this divided, I I still had high self-esteem, but, you know, my little, my baby had low self-esteem and I, 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 I do daily to pour into him, to let him see the greatness that he does not see. Parents, if you have kids out there, be mindful what you pour into them. Oh, yes. Because what you pour into them is what they're going to pour out into other people. Yeah. They can be infectious and contaminate people with that same thing that you pour into them. So if you pour in nothing but toxicity in them, what do you think is going to come out of them? What do you think is going to produce? If you're not pouring positive words, positive feelings, and all of this thing and praying over your kids, they can't do that for other people. That's where I met with my 14-year-old because he come from a very broken place where he's not used to me even saying, he's used to it now because I keep doing it over and over again. When I, even a simple good morning, he looked at me like, what, what, you, what you mean, good morning? Good morning, how are you doing? You sleep well last night? He, he, he walked away like, I'm, this is weird to me. And he told me, he's like, this is weird to me. I said, that's okay. You're going to get introduced to a lot of weird things. <laughs> See, what's familiar to us is weird to other people. And it's unfamiliar to other people. That's why we have to be mindful how we treat other people. They may look normal on the inside, on the outside, but what's been stored and poured into them is totally different than, than, than what we've been taught that's been poured into us. Quit pouring all that toxicity into those kids. I know it sounds like I'm fussing and stuff like that, but I, I have to be obedient to what's coming to me. So I got to say what I got to say because I, I'm not telling you something that I'm not experienced or uh, any of that. I'm telling you what I'm living right now. I'm trying to unroot and unplug, unclog 13 years of sludge, hatred, all of that out of this child so I can make room for what needs to be poured into him and I've been getting frustrated over the past couple of weeks because it seemed like I've been pouring into this child but it's like nothing is getting in God said be patient we're going through the process you want to you want to just dig your hand in there and just pull everything out and just make it clean so you can pour whatever you want into it and want things to go the way you want it instantaneous this is not 10 minute rice God said, you be patient, baby, because we got to put this in a, in a slow cooker. Mm. It's going to be a process. What I need you to do right now, I need you to just keep pouring into him. And what you soaking into him, it's going to eventually trickle down to the bottom. And as it's trickling down, it's going to loosen up some things. Yeah. <laughs> because right now it's too hard to even dig into it. So you keep pouring into them so you can loosen up some things. I'm like, God, you so right. I said, because this boy, you know, he's so open with me now. You know, he's free now. You know, things, he used to be shy. Now he's like, ooh. He's like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Keep pouring into him. We're loosening these things. You want him to come out this way, but I need to be unloosened. So when it start getting slushy, just release it. He's going to release all of those things, but you keep pouring into this child 
That's why I want y'all to do. Keep pointing to your child, your spouse, your husband, your wife, your whoever. Keep pointing to these people because you just may be the right ingredient, the right substance to unblock that blockage in your life. And those blockage can be a lot of things. Keep pointing to people. You know, I, 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 I know how it feels to not have anything but a vapor left in me to give to somebody. But I thank God that I had that in order to give because that vapor was the remnants of the things that had already been released, but that was still in me. And I had to let this go, that vapor. The <laughs> Okay. He may not come when you want him. <laughs> Always come on He'll time. Come right on time. Like as you were talking about your son, I I got to thinking about the things, you know, like the, the previous topics, but I got to thinking about the things that you know that I know about you went through and how now you're able to pour into another young man. Like, yes, you went through some stuff and yes, you healed from it. And now you can pour it into someone else. You can help someone else heal. And that's what it, it's about. It's not about like keeping it to ourselves. It's about helping the next person heal. Okay, ladies and gents, thank you for listening to part one of my conversation with Kellen. Tune into the next episode to catch the rest of our conversation. Hopefully this episode and the next one will bless you as much as it blessed he and I. This has been another episode of Light in the Dark Podcast. I am your host, Lady B, and until next time.